0: Forgot I forgot to feed my cat.
1: Meow. Ow Meow Tim, Tim <laughs> did, did I or did you forget to feed the cat this morning? Uh, I forgot to feed the cat. Why is that? That sounded weird. I forgot to feed the cat. Tim forgot to feed the cat. Um, here's what... I forgot to do. Get fed by a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to get fed by
0: a movie.
1: What I mean is I didn't feel satisfied by this week's movie.
0: Uh-oh. Well, I'm I mean, excited oh, to talk about it.
1: I'm a little sad about it, actually.
0: And what are we going to talk We're We're going to talk about it on episode 31 ooh. of dismembering horror ooh, 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 welcome ooh. all welcome Hi. welcome to you listening Hello. good morning good afternoon good evening whatever it may be to as i said episode 31 of dismembering horror the podcast show or myself ryan mcduffie and oh that's me over here tim Aslin. exactly tim Aslin. tim <laughs> timbo tim rin tin tim Tim the Toolman Taylor. Oh, God. <laughs> we talk about <laughs> what worked for us, what did not work for us, and anything we found interesting or noteworthy about horror films that we want to see or you want us to see. Mm. A.K.A. we dismember them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed this week's film
1: this film's week. Well, this that's good. Film. That means we'll have something to talk about. I know. I know.
0: I know. Well, let's uh let's let's watch. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. You want to watch the trailer? Sure. Okay. Would well, the trailer for what? Oh. Yeah. Let's uh, for this week's film <laughs> entitled Cat People.
1: Across the centuries comes this exciting story of a modern girl cursed by an ancient legend. The legend of the cat. People. Women whose kiss means death. Whose love turns them into vicious, snarling beasts of prey. Twice I've been followed by something that was not human. Something that attempted to take my life. I believe that was the cat form of Irina. Why should she wish to harm you
0: all? Because I'm in love with her husband. Shut up. Just a minute ago, it was open.
1: It's locked. <laughs> Leave us, Durena. Right.
0: Interesting they called it in the trailer. Uh, you couldn't see it at home, but it said, The Cat People. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hmm. kind
1: of funny. Hmm. There's so many of them.
0: I love the, that. it's nice. A nice swift one-minute trailer for a nice swift. What is it? Seventy-three-minute film. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay. We we got our summary to y- do. You sure do. All right. It is <laughs> cat people. It's about a immigrant Serbian woman living by Central Park in New York City who uh well we learn well what she claims is she's been she she's amongst a small group of people who have been cursed somehow where they turn where where at at the sign of or at the <laughs> at not the, so easy oh, is it no <laughs> i never said it was <laughs> um at the um at any sort of like feelings of lust or desire in that in that sense the purely sexual sense or jealousy or jealousy yeah, yeah or just, sort of
1: it's sh- it's in a little it's wrapped up in that stuff right
0: wrapped up in that stuff she will transform into a cougar I believe is what the black cat in the black cat that's featured in is called
1: yeah I mean well I think if I remember right technically cougar's panthers jaguars and maybe that's it are all basically oh, right. the same oh right so maybe panther but, or jaguar, yeah but like it's regional, regional. like yeah. buffalo and bison <laughs> sure I learned, is the difference
0: between those so that's okay but that's not uh, what the whole film is about so that's that's who that's like who it stars but really it's about her getting together, they have a meet cute. She has a meet cute at the zoo <laughs> with uh, with a sort of all American Joe guy. Mm-hmm. Um, very optimistic outlook on things. Named Oliver the, oh, and Irina. Irina's the Serbian woman, and Oliver, thank you, Tim, is the optimistic American, and uh, they they quickly get in a relationship. A very quick marriage <laughs> on the second date, he's buying her a cat. Um, and uh, and well, a conflict ensues from their um, her inability to consummate and a uh, impending love triangle. Mm. Oh, yeah, and a nosy doctor <laughs> or psychiatrist. He's a real fucking psychiatrist,
1: psychologist. Yeah, he's a psychiatrist. Well, yeah. What did they say
0: about him? Is like he's a real hand kisser, if you know what I mean.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Boy, is he! Well, he gets his. Yeah. So, did anything to add to that? um, That that's what I took away from the
0: film. This wasn't like any sort uh, of definitive mm -hmm. summary. This is just so you folks know where where
1: how we viewed this film. Yeah. No, that's, that's pretty good. That's, that pretty much covers all of it. I mean, I think her, you know, she, her setup is that she has this sort of a kind of, she's drawn to the Central Park Zoo and the the cat cages, so to speak, um, in particular. And so, you know, she's got this kind of underlying, like, obsessive thing going on. She's, she's in her head. Yeah. all like in from all angles she's in her head like regardless of what the situation is she's sort of internalizing everything
0: yeah she's always got cats on the mind because of this Mm -hmm. curse and kind of has a. it's interesting actually because she's this this is maybe applicable but like cats and animals are afraid of her yet she is drawn to them right yeah which is really interesting yeah um how do we rate it well that I mean I can segue like I think this like how like like how we just said oh like I just started my my mind just started going off there it's like oh yeah that's this movie was just so dense for me and the kind of this like the best best kind of films where kind of the black cat where it's it's swift like this but because it sort of doesn't get muddled in the B stories or things like that it's like almost like the fly with kind of mm. a uh Character story, minimal characters, locations, like it, and just sort of a very clear story theme, whatever you call it. Have I seen The Black Cat? That's the one that we watched with Bella Lugosi and Boris Karloff. That's called The Black Cat, right, yeah. Okay, thank you. (laughs) So another cat, my brain. The Black Cat People. (laughs) What? (laughs) No, The Black Cat and Cat People. Oh my Um, God. Yeah, we're that kind of film with that's it's kind of streamlined but like where every aspect of the film is doing something for this overall exploration or thematic exploration Mm -hmm. it just gives you so much to chew on and as well as just overall it had some like what don't seem dated but seem familiar things now Mm. are you could tell this was the originator so for me, kind of like what I said about Halloween, like this is when you see it here, it still has this sort of pure, powerful essence to me, Mm. like in its raw form of what these seem like these simple scenes. Like I get chills, but we're thinking about the people getting chills when it first came out, when I sort of put myself (laughs) in that context and I can see the sort of essence of it all coming through. So a little Uh, preview of what's to come about what I worked from it, but to like, I, I have to kind of give an in summary review to kind of say I give this a very hearty rent but kind of like Oni Baba like it could easily be another one that that grows on me uh, mm. to uh, buy it like Oni Baba I think I gave her rent it but now I'm like oh no I would totally own that and yeah I this think goes, I, be I one of those. think
1: I said you should buy it especially Oni Baba I mean yeah. especially if you are a filmmaker This one uh <clears throat> yeah I don't know I can
0: argue it's a buy it, too. But for me, because I'm strict with that right now, I give it a rent it.
1: Wow. Well, mm, I don't give it a rent it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I give it a stream because there's cool stuff in it, but it didn't grab me. I kind of... I mean, we'll talk about this. Obviously, I'm glad you liked it because I'm trying to figure out what to like about it. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are there are things sort of almost topically, but I just went away kind of being like, "Yeah, I don't like yeah, the it movie itself."
0: Didn't act, yeah?
1: Yeah, I never really felt like I got pulled into something that I was vibing with. I was like, "Yo, cool." Mm-hmm. Uh, that never just it just never landed. Um, so I'm a stream. Yeah. I think what I'm a stream. What brought me into it? I'm not a river. <laughs> I'm a rent. I'm not a stream.
0: Um yeah, wait, it was I don't know. I'll remember when we're talking about what worked for me. I was just gonna say I was just sort of gonna counter like whatever didn't work for you to say like, oh how how yeah, how was, how I was able to sort of key into it. Mm. Which I'll
1: get into. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, um, we'll explore that. Cause I, I, I'm not saying I don't have a lot to say about it. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not saying that I have a lot that didn't necessarily work. I just was sort of not like thrilled by it. Yeah. Kind of like I said, I just wasn't, I didn't go away feeling satisfied. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that that ends with a stream to me. All right. Well, Just waiting in that stream. Just fishing in (laughs) there? Okay, all right, let's do it. What what worked? What worked
0: worked for you? What worked for you?
1: you? It worked like a charm. What worked worked, worked for you? I think that we can pretty well get some, some obvious things out of the way. How it was shot.
0: How it was shot. Yeah, Uh, this was like, you know, comparing to, I guess, another black and white horror film we've watched, Onibaba, and we have the black cat to compare it to also. Yeah. Um, This, for me, was the kind of great visuals. It wasn't so much in like, the camera movement and everything told the story well, but that was, that's more so that was the standout of the other films for me. Uh This one, it was just the sheer lighting just looked great gorgeous. Like there were some shots that were completely unassuming of just them standing there in this environment. I'm like, this
1: is, I want to take a bath in this. Yeah. That's the set design is really pleasing. I mean, it's so cool to me to think, and we talked about this with the black cat and I'm remembering what movie that was, um, (laughs) (laughs) where you kind of wonder how much of the set design was kind of based off of the noir stylistic lighting stuff that obviously the DP and the director, like the, um, the artistic design that, that those two are, are bringing to the set design and saying, hey, when you build this set, I need this, 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 and this mm-hmm. to look this way because I'm going to light it this way. And that, that obviously still exists, But for some reason, noir feels more intricate to me in a way. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's removed. I think it could have to do with the budget they're working on. When Mm. you work on a lower budget,
0: it's sort of that attention to detail you give things when you have less options.
1: Yeah. But I love... Yeah, I mean, it's it's just very exciting to me to be like, look at all the shit that they (laughs) kind of arranged just to make this, I think what it is partially is that in the style of the time, a lot of the time this in the scene not a whole lot's going on. It's a dialogue scene and it's kind of like, they're mm-hmm. just two people talking about whatever. Sometimes it's just bullshit exposition, whatever. Sometimes it's like a little um sort of belabored, like dialogue where you're like people don't really talk like this but we got to get through it to get the information out mm-hmm. and then in spite of the quote-unquote boringness of the scene the visual of the scene is even if it's a static shot like you're saying you're like whoa there this is a painting there's a bunch of shit yeah. for me to take in
0: even just as an, an unassuming location as the office that yeah he worked that in office was really cool <laughs> like <laughs> That uh, okay. I'm trying to remember the names for that episode that Oliver and Alice worked in. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I mean other other general things how it was shot. Uh, I mean, I can
1: I can point to I think one of the cooler um, constructions of of light and shadow and whatever uh, is so she has that room divider. What do you call those? Don't those have a name? That there's sort of three panels, like where you see you see the person changing behind it. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. So she has one of those, and it's got a um a painting of a panther or cougar or whatever on it, and she, this is sort of when shit's starting to really unravel between her and Oliver, and. The shot of her in the foreground, that three-panelled divider thing with the panther in the background, and I believe the statuette that she has with King John slaying yeah. a, a, a cat is kind of in the middle of these two, of her and the in the thing in the background, but on the shadow that is cast on the on the divider. Is of the cage with the canary in it, oh. and it's and and the so the the bars of the cage the the cage itself is directly around the panther's head <laughs> that is painted on this divider, and the canary is dancing around like flitting around the mouth of the panther in the cage. That's so that shot. I was like, "Whoa, is that intentional?" And then I'm thinking, oh, "Fucking, of course it is," <laughs> but. Holy shit, that's genius. Yeah. The next thing that happens is she goes to play with the canary. Yeah. And it dies of fear. Oh, my God. And I'm God. like, holy shit, dude. That That is
0: genius shit. That, okay, so, well, I'll just say, you know, for <laughs> generalities, maybe just, uh, just go over a few of the select scenes I love. That was one of them. Like, remember, we were watching it. Yeah, when she, she, she's, she she's, it's actually, it's a nice moment where we feel like, despite her sort of love for animals and yet reticence to interact with them because she knows they're afraid of her. She's like, you know what? I'm married now. Things are looking up and maybe I'm going to just try to show some affection to this bird and pick it up and hold it. And it was just so tragic. Like, we thought, oh, was she going to do something to it? No, but it was it died out of fear. Sheer, she didn't even touch it. Yeah. It just didn't <laughs> want to be grabbed by her so badly that it died. Like, holy crap. That I mean, that was... I keep using this word. is so loaded. It was yeah. great. I loved that. Loved, loved, loved that moment. Um, and then I loved, like, uh, just the little... Just like what I sort of mentioned earlier, just sort of the some of these what seem like tour tenant scenes, scenes of was that tenant tenant I don't know <laughs> tenants yeah. of horror tenants. Uh, um, sure. Anyways, but uh, where it just really did that—that that what makes horror great in essence—job of allowing the audience to draw. I mean, all 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 storytelling draw allowing the audience to draw the connections themselves. Um, but in ways I'm sure hadn't been done where it was like the footsteps, the muddy footprints changing from oh, shit. from jaguar paw prints yeah, to I like high that. heels. <laughs> and then like and then and then at the end, towards the end, when she when she's in her full human form, but like scratches the couch and it fully tears as if oh, yeah, she has sharp was really claws. Cool too, yeah. Oh my god, that was so <laughs> good. Yeah, I love that. So those were yeah, some moments I loved. And then the I mean the standout scene I thought was that pool stalking scene. It's definitely the best scene. Yeah. Like no question. It was so good. Cause you have she's just on um Irina is on full-on uh stalk mode on Alice, the new, you know, the the the, the, the her husband's old friend who's gonna steal steal mm-hmm. him away, stealing him away. She stalks him down into her apartment swimming pool. And what was so neat about it was like how it it escalated from sound to shadow, to shadow blob, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, And just that, and, e- and each one of those elements was just working so strong, just sort of you felt the fear that she'd feel. Mm-hmm. Of just, and I got her when she jumped in the swimming pool. Like, I'm like, oh, if it's an animal, I just would feel safe being like, you know, having water separating me in it if it's like what it sounds like. You hear a clear yeah, yeah. jaguar yell or, you know, <laughs> crying out. And then like the little moment... That did for me at the end um, of the sequence, it was something where I felt like I should see this in movies a lot, but I don't, especially horror, where it's the we're, we're at the end where she's like, oh, no, I'm fine. This is all it was. And then as soon as they start to leave, you know, the people checking up on her, she goes, oh, yeah, but wait, I'm, I'm getting out now. If you just wait wait up a minute yeah. so you don't leave me with her. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because she transforms from her cat form. She's standing there with her and is like... Um, Very casually. Yeah. I love that. But that was so good of just that clear um, clear lie of being like, oh, I'm fine. Oh, but, but, but actually, you know, if you want to wait for me... Blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm not terrified, but I am,
1: you know. Very human moment, right? Yeah. Like, of course you would feel that way.
0: Well, that's one of my favorite... I guess, transition, like thematic things this is exploring here is, and this is, and it, I feel like you couldn't do it in this day and age as much because that sort of idea of being your truthful self when you're telling a lie, so to speak, or living a lie, so to speak, is so much more maybe it's just sort of different in how is if it's whether more or less prominent, but back then in films, like in moments like this, oh, really? I'm fine. Like where mm-hmm. you may say, when someone says they're fine, they aren't, you know, in right. real life and in films and storytelling. Right. Like, especially back then, you just see it so, so much more. Um, but that whole idea of like living, living a lie or being
1: your true self, remember the last line of the film? Oh yeah, what is it? It's um she never lied to us or something like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. It's like after all this, you know, that we went through, she never It's like well she never lied to us. It's a little bit of like I I guess we should have seen this coming. Yeah, well what was cool about that it was sort
0: of that the double meaning of, well, I guess, you know, from as far as we've seen, she really was a wear cat this whole time. She definitely was. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So so it's like, oh, she wasn't lying. So that's kind of what he was saying. But the way he said it sounds more like he was saying, well, one thing about her character that she has on us, at least, is that she was never lying. Versus you and me, who have been working with each other for 15 years, and it's been an unrequited romance this whole time.
1: Yeah. Hmm. So I, there's, I have a, hmm. I have a theory, and I think that it may just be me creating a thematic sort of thing based on what I find interesting. Yeah,
0: that's what's great about
1: movies. So in that sense, I I love this movie because it it did that for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I want to get into it as a thing of note. Okay. But the fact that that even is how you walk away from this is a thing that is working yeah. no question because I'm I spent a lot of the movie kind of going I I think this is a many-layered metaphor I'm sure it is mm-hmm. but while I was watching it I kept thinking I'm not clear what the metaphor is you know like does it have to do with something specific to that time or Well, obviously you would think it would, Um, but what is it? And I, and I, I spent a fair amount of time kind of, you know, mulling that over and I have an idea of what I think it could have been, but in reading some of the reviews and like what other people are said, nobody else is saying what I think. So I, I don't know. So we'll we'll get to it. There's definitely other things I, that made me love it that I pulled from it. I
0: didn't necessarily pick up on anywhere else rich text we're pulling from, Tim. It's textual. <laughs> That's right. Textual healing. <laughs> um, but like one of those, yeah, was this idea of your your true self or what that mm-hmm. means in your, your day-to-day. And like that, I guess that topic like was had two major prongs in the film that was going on like for me where it was kind of this love-hate uh, dichotomy being explored, of as far as in relation to being one's true self or not, because you had you know the um, the two different love story. It's a love triangle, so it's his the it's, it's the gentleman's Oliver's <laughs> Oliver's <laughs> love story with um, Alice and Irina, the cat person. So he says this in the film that his kind of love for Irina is one that comes from sort of an unknowing, like that sort of, ah, uh, that that allure. But he says it's sort of a, um, it's also something that's a comfort he has because, what does he say? It's like, she makes him feel, yeah, I don't know. There, there's something about her. Maybe it's like an, uh, an, an innocence. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He sees something about her that he's done too. But basically, it's like the kind of love that feels like it's, it's, <laughs> You know, especially maybe what you did back then is where you would just take an extreme attraction and that's like, oh, I'm in love with you.
1: Right. You and, and 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 there's a certain proper procedure yeah. that, that I have to do if I feel this way. Like, you don't just go date for a while and get to know each other. Right. You fucking say, I'm in love with you. I know it's crazy, but I am. and. We're going to get married. And then you get married. And it's yeah. like, now that we're married, we should get to know each other. It's right. like, whoa, what the fuck? It's like a between maybe more what's modern now and an arranged marriage. It was like an in-between. Yeah. That, which is kind of our grandparents' generation. You I mean, me. seriously, like, I know that my grandparents, this may just be coincidental, mm-hmm. but like all, well, both sets of my grandparents Actually had so they, they kind of were in the same towns and they met and they kind of got to know each other And there was a little bit of in both well in my dad's parents case I think they they went to college together and then he went off to the war and But they had met and they kind of were vibing for I guess the first year of college before he got delayed purposefully delayed because he had a, a, a professor, or yeah, a professor who was like, I know if you enlist right now, you will be in that first wave and you will fucking die. Wow. And so that guy took the, the kids who were going to enlist at, um, this is up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, I think it was um, the tech, techno, technological college up there, um, and said, wait a month to enlist. And you'll be delayed just enough so you will not be in the first wave. Point being, that's such a tangent. But anyway, so he survived the war and came back. And because they had started this romance before the war, like, they continued it. And right. then they got married. So there was, like, time and sort of, you know, they got to know each other. And they had really long, great relationship. I wonder
0: if they could have gone to see 1942's Cat People on a date together. <laughs> it's a good question. Is that incredible? They that probably did. Just the kind of time travel when you're talking about your
1: grandparents like that. And then because I think he didn't leave. God, I'd have to look it up, but it's very possible. (laughs) Um, So on my mom's side, though, the there were sort of um, varying opinions between the the two families of whether or not they should be together or date. And that delayed them jumping into it. So, they actually had time to get to know each other, too. And ultimately, were like, no. Like, my grandfather was like, no, I I want to be with this person. We have a relationship that is going well, and we like each other. So, there was also that sort of, you know, there's time to get to uh, know each other. That, you know... um
0: discernment and suggestion that your family gave them. I'm like, oh, don't you want to figure out that's, that's exactly the sort of two prongs of the kinds of love here right. on, on cat people. So, so it, over
1: the time, I think there's very much this kind of like, some people had a very, like you got to do it this way. And some people were like, are we still there? Like maybe we yeah. should. Mm-hmm. Well, so, you know, it was, yeah, it was that sort of short, not
0: short term, but like just jump right into it relationship with Irina that um, Oliver has. But then it's with his longtime co-worker, Alice, his friend. I love their relationship. It's great. But that Mm -hmm. represents... She gives this nice little monologue, I thought, about, like, hey, like, we've known each other, da-da-da, and I've always loved you kind of thing. And she's very... Like it's great. I love her. She's so just like kind of she, cool about it. Like she's after she's, no nonsense. Yeah, after she says her piece, she's like, "Oh, you know, she's she's fucking she's fine." You know, now a great.
1: really interesting directing note of that moment. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself because there is of the time a, a you know kind of a melodramatic vibe. I think that's just the style of the time. I expected in that moment when she like kind of reveals her her true feelings that they're in a in a two shot looking at each other she's sitting he's standing so he's sort of power dynamic in that he's, mm-hmm. he's above her i really expected her and i think she's actually on a stool to swivel away from him and kind of like you know turn down stylistically to to represent like sh- her shame in having said this or whatever, or, or her embarrassment or whatever that might be. That's sort of a cliched yeah. version of this. And she just does it. She just sits there and like keeps staring right in his face. And I was like, oh, cool. Like yeah. they made this, this active choice about who this character is and the way she behaves. And she's not... You know, a delicate flower that, right. that needs to be protected or whatever. She's just like, no, nah, here's how it is. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I love it. I don't it. care if you know. Awesome.
0: I'm glad you <laughs> that stuck with you too. So so this was all talking about, you know, revealing your true self or not. And I said, you know, how it's this the represented in the film by those two kinds of loves, his relationship with those two women on the love spectrum. But then you have this whole other thematic side of the darkness darkness Mm -hmm. in us all where it's like dr judd even talks about like uh dr judd (laughs) yeah there's there's a a deep psychic need for like violence and
1: death unleashing evil on the world or something like that he says at one point like we all have a need for that it's like what yeah
0: no i totally calm calm down i'm sorry i I agree with him i don't (laughs) think he's being i think that that does exist in all of us. He's just talking about his penis. Oh. <laughs> you just don't like him, right? Right. I just right. don't like him. He's a creep. But I think point <laughs> well made and interesting point to make for the film that he made. Um because that's like the kind of when you see when you see Joe Blow, Oliver Reed, who's just kind of just such this this optimist, he's kind of completely, you know, mm-hmm doesn't acknowledge that this is a side (laughs) he has yeah a bit naive yeah exactly he's got kind of a good naivete yeah yeah, wide-eyed thing Mm -hmm. going um but yeah that was uh i don't know yeah all, all interesting there's even more like just little ways i saw it popping up though the idea of like how, how truth versus not truth is popping up. Like, I loved her line when she goes, uh, oh, I like the dark. It's friendly. Yeah. And that sort of made me think when I when it got to the doctor's lines, like how she finds, you know, since she is the one literally transforming into this cat mm-hmm. monster, that she's more in touch with that, you know, side of, of, of death and da-da-da and violence, you know, we we see that in her. So there's a kind of truth in death you know death can be comforting when it sort of represents a a certainty like if life is so uncertain the one certainty we have is death so it was kind of a sort of nice not like tiptoeing around but just sort of like i don't know it brought up those ideas for me it was interesting well and i
1: think there's a there's a, a deeper potential deeper metaphor in there of her being a foreigner from a a fairly war ravaged part of the world historically. Yeah. And to have been around that kind of stuff as your, you know, your ancestral lore, which obviously this movie is is talking about literally, they're just saying that it's this other thing, this cat people thing. But like the deeper metaphor of that is like, we as a people have been in like really intense uh tragic sort of fighting and war and like the terrors of that for as long as probably she knows it's why she probably left Serbia yeah her family you know these small villages even the stories of king john coming in and like fixing the fixing the the, the evil in the the area is sort of this metaphor for like war and the ravages of that and what who decides what is good versus what is evil right, like
0: i represent god so we're the right. promised ones coming to save you by killing you
1: all yeah and when that's the lore of your ancestors like that has a deep impact on how you view the world and yourself right, right? well
0: that's that is her truth that really? outlook
1: as well as this uh this
0: curse mm-hmm. which i thought is to stay on the truth thing still it was really interesting too not this the idea of the personal truth but your sort of versions of reality where mm-hmm. like the the stoic americanism you know represented here feels you feel that naivete come through totally. when it's like their truth when it's like their truth uh their reality is This is nonsense. You're crazy. You can be committed. I want you to know that. But her truth, Remember, they kind of threaten her with that. (laughs) Yeah, but her truth is
1: being like you can just just send her away, right? But not just not just her
0: experiential truth, but how she was raised as Mm -hmm. an obvious given is no. There's cat people. Why is that? Right. (laughs) That's true. It's not. I'm not crazy. Yeah, and kind of fuck you for gaslighting the shit out of her (laughs) right so so that's that's what i that's what drew me in about this film that i was getting at why it worked for me what drew me in is kind of that when it's a story of a in the the skeptic in the typical sense of the word how Mm -hmm. we've defined it Mm -hmm. previously people who are um what i want to say is uh the the viewpoint of what is currently is, or what, what I see is what the truth is. That's all that there is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So people like that, when it, they get their comeuppance, you know, where it became a story of her just pr- making a point to these people that like, no, actually, cat people are real. The, the world as you know it isn't the whole world.
1: Yeah. Well, and and I think there's an, I mean, otherwise we wouldn't have a story, but there's an interesting dilemma in in this because she could just be somebody who believes that truth Mm -hmm. and accepts the fact that she shouldn't fucking be around anybody yeah but she doesn't she she engages with the culture of the the new place that she's in and she she kind of she goes along for the ride she gets married she does the things and then she's like fuck I shouldn't have done that because that's not who I am. So there's this whole other conversation, I think, that that to me is... Like her question, yeah. Yeah, like why, if you know this, why tempt fate? But right. that's what makes a good story, right? right? Because We do that she wants, all the time. She,
0: I mean, I bought. I, the why is what she says at the beginning. I don't have any friends. You're yeah. my first friend. I've made, you know, (laughs) like that's, that's tragic. But because I do think she's had that ongoing question in her life of like, I don't think I can live in this world. Mm -hmm. So I'm just not going to, but then with this glimmer of a friendship, which turns
1: to, you know, kind of a romance relationship, marriage, whatever. Yeah. And I think she feels, and this is, I think, a very common theme in, in American U S American sort of, modern history uh, the theme of the person who feels other than yeah right because there's this sense of like oh in in the states there are people who are who are representative of the culture of the u.s and then there are the people who came there and someone is drawing a line between those two things and it makes no sense oh yeah yeah like, because everybody came here. <laughs> Tim, I want but... to jump into the, the other a lot here. Oh, good.
0: The other is. So... But I was still kind of talking about, I wanted to get real quick, um, mm-hmm. the idea of like what she was doing and her perspective of the story the whole time, what we were saying, sure. as far as like how the movie became her kind of making a point almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I, that drew me in. I love that about it was how she, it's like she's as a sort of, okay, no, I'll just have to prove it to you. I guess F you it's kind of like how represent for me, how like horror can be great for stories of just showing how, like not just people, but like how cultures as a whole, like they have sort of, uh, what's the word, like, pushed down, denied traits, just as, like, Mm. people can do. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you do have a foreigner coming in, basically being like, okay, you guys are missing this whole other side of the coin thing, and I'm going to have to prove it to you. So it's like she it was really interesting because I thought why I keep saying that it was her making a point. Cause she chose not to kill the couple. Like it wasn't something about revenge right. at the end. It, the ending, how it came together was solely about, I'm just going to kill this, this like skeezy doctor to make a point who is the kind of, well, he kissed her, dude. Right. And he, he, right, right. Exactly. He broke her rules. And he also kind of represents the Americans yes. pragma- pra- pragmatism. I think is also the, the
1: American, like I'm going to do whatever the fuck I yeah. want
0: thing. So Fuck. so she's just sort of unleashing that whole other side of the coin which is why I said what horror movies they do. They sort of take this extreme other side in the form of some sort of horror thing that then attacks the sort of
1: original mm-hmm. status
0: quo that's totally lacking in these traits.
1: I think this movie dance is a really fine line and I think at times I was like this is I was like uh, uh, I don't know if I'm cool <laughs> with like where this might be going of depicting her this other and particular uh, specifically a woman and having everybody sort of say like uh like be dismissive of her or like say that they know best for her all that stuff and then which I'm on board with I'm like yeah she should be annoyed by all of this and she like she has a good solid point of view but where it started to slip dangerously for me was the second the jealousy um sort of Uh, storyline comes into play and then she's going after the other woman i was like i am i'm not sure i'm okay like i love that that's the result that we're getting at but they but they solve it by using the doctor to sort of restate the problem Mm -hmm. the problem like you're saying is not alice the problem is bigger and is represented in the doctor of how he sort of views the whole thing you and mean, how he's dismissing like the like,
0: approach of well they, like the approach the husband has too is like oh there's something wrong with you we'll just fix you that's which right. is so yeah. that American pragmatism again yeah. like, especially from this time
1: so you know once it, it 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 got it there was a slipperiness at one point where I was like mm, no this is no, I don't like it um, but they they're good like they they I think they knew that and they've they've took a right turn into the third act and we're like no no, no here's what here's right here's what's gonna happen well so I, I yeah yeah they it could have gone wrong i guess is what i'm saying yeah. for me and it and they and it didn't it was you know i think they went the right way okay yeah i wanted to talk stuff in the ending still too but no you
0: kept touching on again with you bringing up you know that she was um well let's do the, the otherness let's go okay. back to film school tim Okay, That's where you just write essays about the other. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? <laughs> That's all you do in film school. Um, but it, th- this was really cool because she, Irina, represented represented kind of the multiple, like the other on, as I saw it, three main levels or ways. She's foreign, mm. she's female, and she's young. Mm. You know, and all all three of those what was really interesting for me and how this drove home everything for the movie, foreign female and young are all sort of like tied to like the idea of being more intuition based and in mm. a lot of the times to supernatural things. Like, so when he says he's drawn to her, I sort of saw on that level, which was kind of like, that's it's why he was drawn to her. And is also why they could never really connect was right. because of that three pronged, Otherness, because you have like as far as you know being more intu- intuitive to super, like we think you know, the the female, the feminine is more you know, naturally intuitive, kind of feels da da da. And then when you're young, too, like mm-hmm. and he refers to her as like, oh, you know, you're a kid, kind of thing, or like, yeah, there's an grow-
1: innocence to it, yeah, and, yeah,
0: you're you're closer, you're you're more open to everything, you're more receptive, <laughs> yeah, you haven't been just stamped down by <laughs> <Yeah>. the world <laughs> and then um, Ford. like we hear I don't know this could get me in trouble total stereotype but I feel like other parts in the world they're like you bring up something supernatural or ghost and they're like will get freaked out or more like oh yeah like this is a cultural thing that's more kind of we have a lot more words for these things while like we just think Casper it's ridiculous like yeah. people are more open to those ideas and other parts of the world
1: yeah I think there's sort of there's I guess a holdover of the, the, the quote unquote old world um, way of looking at things you know where it's yeah. like you're not dumb because you are you know from a small village in the old world but, you know, you have lore. Right. And Which us Americans don't have. Yeah, we don't. Like, we kind of don't. It's <laughs> kind of lame. Um, and, and that the lore, however you take it, is still valid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's a representation of who you are. Yeah. Over... So many generations, like the fact that that lore still even exists, like has to be respected to some degree. Now, whether or not you want to take it literally and say, yeah, there's demons, you know, whatever. But I was saying there are more more at the difference (laughs) of like
0: when someone is like that much more afraid of them because of that cultural Mm -hmm. upbringing. Sure. It's like, that's just their, that's their truth. That's their upbringing. Like, who are we to say whether what's right or wrong in that? Yeah, definitely. It's interesting. Um, I loved like how kind of what I said with the sleek running time, how it all every everything had a purpose in it like you know Mm -hmm. it was i kind of wanted to laugh at first or not be into it. how like oh she has there's a cat in like every scene at every location and she has pictures (laughs) of cats in her wall but it's like that's the movie always addresses that too like he says oh you're you know take those pictures of
1: the cats off your wall like be normal you know (laughs) that's a big one (laughs) that that theme that idea of sort of the di- who decides the difference between normal and abnormal
0: right. but like you wouldn't be able to do that if it wasn't didn't risk being on as the nose and she didn't mm-hmm. have pictures of cats on her walls yeah. so you couldn't have that
1: by the way that reminds me of another little thing like what you were describing like the the claw thing and, and these little moments but the cartoon cat dream Oh yeah, that came out neat. of nowhere to me but I fucking love it it's just very cool and visually. it was the repeated
0: you know? line that he kept saying of it was the doctor's line about um, the deep psychic need That's right. for, yeah. for violence or death yeah. or whatever. Um, and things – this is other examples of how things just came together for me, like um, how you have the setup with the the key letting out the the big cat, you know, that she visits at the, the mm-hmm. zoo. And it all worked out perfectly with her motivations of like, okay, I can – she found a way and it all worked out perfectly where it's like, it could feel like it's just too convenient, but it just all felt right and came together for me of like her plan of she, her, her reveal of her being a cat is only going to be known to the couple, the new couple, because she killed the other person who knew. And because any evidence pointing back to her was now covered by the released uh, you right. Know, tiger. Like that's where that's where the blame goes is the actual one that she released from prison and she died. in, I call it prison. He was in cat prison. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in jail.
0: In the zoo. Yeah. That is what it is. It I is. felt so bad for that animal. Just like when you go to the Griffith Park Zoo here, the old one. Yeah. And it's just like they're just walking in circles. I'm like. I got yeah, so like mad. A, it's like a twelve by six little yeah. like pad of dirt, and you have the zookeeper being like, "Oh, they're just they're just evil. They're crazy." It's like, well, so would you if this was your <laughs> yeah. whole life? Like, yeah. Um,
1: anyway, I did, but yeah, I, that
0: ending came together for me. That was cool. How it's like, oh, her plan worked yeah. out.
1: <laughs> Zoos are very problematic for me. Yeah, unfortunately.
0: I have like a love hate with them. I don't want them to exist and don't think they should. Should but I love that I can go and
1: see a rhinoceros. That's exactly that's exactly it. It's super. It it's like very problematic for like you go with your kids or you know like my nieces and nephews and stuff like that and they're like blown away and I'm like oh that's so awesome but also what they're blown away about like Stop. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I know. It's like the animals
0: not feeling the same way. Yeah. Um, That's pretty much it. I just wanted to bring up lastly what I had in what I said in the summary of why I liked it. Was just to emphasize again how well this worked because of the minimal cast and locations. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, And again, I said like The Fly is a moderate example that sort of, you know, took inspiration from films like this. Oh, definitely. Wolfman and the Black Cat. But it was just sort of always a good reminder of like you just... That's you, you can make something more potent, kind of like Onibaba, actually, I should mention, too, yeah. with that minimal cast and locations and just pushing the theme on, or the exploration, I should say, of a theme. Because yeah. that's, that's how I define it. It's not like they're making a point. They're posing interesting questions, which yeah. is why I kind of love this film is because it leaves you, That's uh, a mark of a good film for me.
1: So my last thing is just a personal thing. I have a huge, huge crush on Jane Randolph Jane Randolph who played
0: Alice Moore I looked up she wasn't in much else dude <laughs>
1: my pitter patter of my heart right <laughs> um should we move into some things that didn't work uh yeah I feel else like there? I have
0: I have one more thing but Ooh. I could count it as a thing of note if you want to move on
1: sure yeah let's move on
0: it's not ready yet.
1: Seems to work okay.
0: No, something important's missing. What did not
1: work? <laughs> so, I'm not. I, I guess I'm. I don't know. <laughs> In talking, I'm glad. I'm glad we talked about this <laughs> because I, like I said, I, I I don't know. I didn't love the movie but there's so much good shit in the movie yeah. that I'm like weirded out by why I didn't love it. So I think it kind of reduces down to one or two just broad things in that it was hard for me to care, I guess, about this relationship. And, and I'm not sure why. I think maybe it's a product of Oliver just being kind of like a... He feels very whatever to me.
0: That was the point
1: though. I saw I I agree. But I, but doesn't, I'm not compelled by the sort of the, the, what's going on. And it's, it felt like there was this about a 20 minute period of the movie where I just was like, yeah, so we're still here. We're still just in this place. Yeah. Of she is struggling with her internal you know demons and he's just patiently waiting. And I just was like ah. yeah. And that I think soured my like like getting right. on board thing even in spite or despite of the cool shit that ends up happening because like I enjoyed watching the movie. Yeah. And there are great moments. But as a whole, I was like, "Yeah, I don't think I'll watch this again." I um, except to see Jane Randolph, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, in well, that the, swimsuit, woo,
0: baby! <laughs> that swimsuit, right? <laughs> that beige 1940s swimsuit is kind of awesome, actually. I love it. Yeah, um, I could respond to that, but it would just be more like what did work for me. I could make that that point I didn't get to make in the last section. I could yeah, do now in I, response I, to that. Is I, that okay?
1: Yeah, that's fine. Or should I save it? Okay. I, no, I think it's fine. It's just I, you know. It, so it, you're saying, yeah, the <clears throat> dude that I
0: I agree just did not have it, and that was your sort of in for it. But like, I thought from the get go that this guy, especially because he was just the sort of when you have a love triangle, and he's the the the, the single sexed one of the mm-hmm. you know the, the odd man out one, <laughs> so to speak, <laughs> odd man out <laughs> um, of the love triangle. And just his immediate character, like, as soon as he started talking to her, I'm like, okay, this guy isn't the interesting one at all. He's simply emblematic of a certain way of thought that we've already talked about. Yes. So it was never... So as I only liked, you know, it wasn't a matter of feeling like I needed to be drawn in by him at all because he became just a sort of interesting, you know... Uh, representation of something to observe in this context, but what drew me in so hard again, sorry for breaking our rules a little here. This is more what did work and Mm -hmm. we're in, we are in what did not work for us, but (laughs) to respond to Tim's point, what uh, I was just drawn in so much by uh, our actual lead, you know, Irina Mm -hmm. because she, like I sympathized with her and identified with her, which as I guess empathized. Um <laughs> yep which is uh yeah she was so interesting because she's like an outsider who didn't have any friends she's she's on the short end of a love triangle and is that wait short end of a stick you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah and um no one believes her which is the one for me that like is so just just it just yeah. gets in my gut and chest you know kind of when it's like like i I wanted her just to, like, transform into the cat just to show them a point, and she did, you know? Like, yeah. Like, I was so into it because of her character. And then even to a lesser extent, um, Irina, or sorry, no, she's Irina, Alice. The yeah, other, yeah. The, the two female leads were the My ones girlfriend. who kind of had the the heads on their shoulders that I could relate with.
1: So this, so this is a little part of what made me just not <clears throat> love it, mm-hmm. too, is... When you're when you're representing um, the other, but you're taking the um, the status quo character of Alice and uh, giving her the attributes of like the strong-willed, strong sort of like vocal, um, you know, takes action uh, attributes, I I'm I'm annoyed by that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like fuck, like that's well. I'm not annoyed about. It. I think that's great that she has those attributes because that that those are like compelling. But Arena should have them as well like they don't yeah. they don't have to be like
0: she, one has them and one she doesn't She does in her own way though, because she like she doesn't go to the psychologist
1: and lies to them y- like It's a, you're right but it is a extremely passive form of having those for things It's where it's an avo- yeah. it's an avoidant
0: form of it Well that like I wouldn't have bought it if it was the other way because she's it's like the werewolf thing like you're got to be you have to yeah. have, you, you can't be in werewolf mode when you're not a werewolf, you know, for to sort of, I think, make it more compelling.
1: Yeah, I guess, yeah. Ah, it's, it's, there's some trickiness within <laughs> this for me. I, I just, I, I'm not sure how you would do it differently and make it satisfying for me, but there's some tropiness of the american woman winning out and the the foreign woman being kind of the bad guy and the the the, the, the I just i was like yeah i guess I'm again because like, i didn't view her it was it
0: was muddled in a good way where like i never viewed her as she's bad because she's the foreigner no you know, I, she, she I, was the she was the hero for me even though she murdered something at then she knew she had to she killed herself for murdering someone, Yeah, and that's too. why
1: I think you're right. It It is it is gray, but, like, I was trying to sort of say, like, what at the time is the audience going to kind of take away from this? And in a time where, like, World War II has started or is about to, I mean, just when did this? Uh, no, 40, it's, it's on. 42 has already started, right? Yeah. So, you know, when they're making it, they're in the midst of that all starting up. And the and you start thinking about, like, the nationalism around war. And then this movie where I'm, like, I'm trying to figure out which side the audience is going to kind of land on. Yeah. Even I, if the filmmaker's intention was to kind of comment on on that kind of stuff, I was, like, ultimately, I can see the 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 sort of the the nationalistic like movement and like you know um whatever you would call that fervor causing people to misread the the, the bigger point of this movie yeah. in a, in a negative way
0: i don't i think in the long run though that's not a bad thing like we have to have good art as sort of the torchbearers of this sort of righteousness so it's like, I do think the filmmakers intended, you know, like what you said, like the filmmakers intended that it's exact opposite, you know, where it's saying, right. oh, look at our own flaws, make us sympathize with the foreigner more. Um, but it's like, it's like you know, when when 2001 A Space Odyssey come out, you read the terrible reviews, but then you read those like handwritten letters to Stanley Kubrick <laughs> of people, just like how important it was to yeah. them. So I think it's more important sort of with art to make something that's maybe will reach fewer people, but is going to last longer and is going to be more powerful for those people and have like a more truth to it for those people versus feeling like when you have to sort of quote unquote, like dumb something down or Mm -hmm. make it sort of like it has a clear, you know, moral point to it at the end. Those are the movies that people more maybe forget, you know, or, or can't motivate the same way. So it's, that trade-off of you're
1: motivating less people more, I think. And that we're still talking about this movie today. Well, and I may need to call myself out a little bit in, in this because I am like a American white male, (laughs) right? So it's, I'm trying to get, you know, inside of these concepts, but ultimately it's not my experience. Right. Like I grew up in suburbia. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, I never have, I never went to war. Like I never have had these experiences. So there's a bit of a disconnect that I'm trying to like, I'm trying to bridge that gap. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe in, in my attempting to do that, I'm just not,
0: it's like, it's, it's for me, I'm so thankful for films like to, it's like, I, I can get so nostalgic for living in suburbia. Like I can, sure. and I like, love it, you know, like all that, what stranger things glorifies all those films. Yeah. It's like, great, you know, but there's the two sides to everything where I feel like even as a kid, there was something weird about suburbia too. You Definitely. know, like, I didn't know how to articulate it at the time. But then I go and see movies like The Burbs, yes. which was satire on Suburbia. Or and I babysitter. loved that film. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it it's sort of, you know, like what I was saying, Cat People, I think, did for, you know, people who might have responded to it at the time. And certainly nowadays, too. It sort
1: of allows a truth, again, to sort of rise to the top. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, and I guess... art does.
1: Yeah, I guess you can, you can sort of look at it from a different i'm I'm being kind of critical of the way they constructed things. But if the commentary is is a sympathetic one, then having the all-American guy end up with the all-American girl who's you know been waiting for him and and leaving the foreigner is more is more of a tragedy, yeah. well, it's I still think the foreigner comes as
0: the more respected person she made this ultimate sacrifice but what she did was kind of um to this American couple that would have been none the wiser otherwise like did she give Mm. their life a sort of jolt that it needed like, That's not only did she get them together to sort of wake him up, but this guy who's like, you know, I've never been unhappy until now. That's right. That shit. Oh, fuck.
1: Right. I, you know, you are, you are very effectively bringing me around in this movie. <laughs> well, I just,
0: again, I, it's a, I have stuff to think about when a movie gives me stuff to hang on to like yeah. this to sort
1: of pick apart. So, I love it so much. So, to be honest, beyond those two kind of ideas... I, I really don't have anything. <laughs> the
0: only thing I put for what did not work, and I feel like this was could have been a stretch because I felt like I'd have something. But, you know, since I was such a fan of, I said, the minimal locations uh, characters thing, there was the uh, pet shop scene which was like, mm-hmm. even though I love the animals getting afraid of her and like looking terrified. And I loved the pet shop owners line of just like hitting it home for the 1940s audiences. Like, <laughs> oh, cats know. Cats just know if someone's off or not. I know. Like, I like so that. So heavy handed. But just sort of, it was the sort of only, not, not sort of, th- kind of like s- standalone, just kind of odd, odd man out sort of scene for like though because every single it, other scene you have like the park yeah the low the, the apartment their work and that little restaurant yeah and that's kind of in the psychiatrist's office with the psychiatrist so
1: you know what I think is not working and why we may feel this way and we I, I think it could have been solved I think that scene is too bright it was yeah the rest it of the movie feels was so like, like rainy and gray a back lot set and it's lit too well yeah and if they had if they had creeped up that, that pet shop a little bit, it was raining outside though, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But inside it, it was like just, it. there was, it didn't, it's like it, it's like they picked a fucking set that already was there for something else. Yeah. And they're just like, great. Um, let's just run in and do the scene real quick. Right. As opposed to everything else where it's like, you can tell, like we were talking about before, they really put some design into every other, you know, scene and, and set. Right. That one was the one, although I like that it's, it was jam packed. Yeah. It was a little claustrophobic and there's so many animals in cages it was in it. Th- that was it. I liked it
0: as if I could see it as a standalone scene, mm-hmm. but I think in the t- context, this could be more, you know, our, our mod- modern audience, how we view films, we don't need as much exposition, mm-hmm. but like you could have just had her, you could have just had him buy a pet canary, which I guess wouldn't have made much sense because he likes cats, but just sort of to make a point, like that was the, it was sort of just accomplishing exposition and getting her the canary, but like, and then making it known that animals yeah. are afraid of her, which we, we, the canary dies. Like we get that already. There are other cats at other locations that like run away from her. Like we didn't need
1: the scene. Well, there's all, um, this is just this again, me nitpicking. Yeah. 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 I think you could make that scene better. Yeah. Or just not exist or I don't know. I like it. It's eerie
0: as fuck. Yeah. Well, again, but I, I think they could have been much eerier. Right. Well, I was saying again, what stood out was just the fact that they went there at all. Yeah. Like it. It. There's a certain semi claustrophobia that comes uh-huh. from when you have four or five locations, and that's it, and you keep going back to them. Yeah. And think yeah, like Oni Baba and the Fly again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Interesting.
0: But not a deal breaker for me.
1: <laughs> I forgot to mention. The two best moments of the movie for me, really. I mean, you mentioned this, the pool, but the chase... I'm going back to the thing that worked. The chase uh, through Central Park. Like, I know that road that right. they're, that they're um, matching. And it is a very creepy... It's it's a through road. I forget what, it, what the actual street is, but it's a through road through the middle of Central Park. Right. And it is dark and damp and creepy. Oh, cool. And you never would walk there in at night.
0: Yeah. Like, just you just would sort of, you go under the, the uh, tunnels. And, yeah. Uh, like
1: under sort of under the well, park. That's I,
0: when there's scenes in this, that sort of end up being key tenants in horror. It's like, okay. Yeah. The, the woman getting stalked by an unknown pursuant. That's possibly supernatural. Yeah. 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 No, this was the one that yeah. did it felt like, you know, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like this is when you want that scene, just the delivering, like this is it. I don't know. I I think it was so cool for that. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that scene. But
1: that brings me to my final sort of broader point, and I think part of my disappointment in the movie where it came from... What did not work. was Yeah, essentially, I was really waiting until that moment for something that was even remotely horror or scary in a way that I was excited about. Because I think the movie does a lot of good stuff... Um, in subtle ways yeah. with like creepiness and su- sort of suspense and eeriness and whatever but up until that chase I was like
0: eh, I don't know yeah. this is really a horror well, film for, when we were, for me when we were watching that I remember you were like oh she's gonna be a cat and then I kept at that point I'm kind of like eh, yeah I guess so that's probably what's gonna do and now because you said it it was just gonna be lame of like oh and then the cat walks out from under the tunnel you right, know right right so then when it didn't do that and it was completely reliant on like, there's just the, the trees are mm-hmm. shuffling over the fence. I just thought that was so cool. And I'm yeah. glad they went that direction.
1: That's smart. It's really smart. And Don't it, show your monsters. Yeah.
0: So that was my point to you saying why that worked for me, <laughs> but it sounds like it's still, even, even then yeah. did you agree with that rule? It didn't work Whoa. for you in that
1: moment. Yeah. I mean, it, well, it, it worked. it, that whole scene works. What do, didn't work, I guess, is the lead up to that moment. Me just feeling like, when, when is this going to get scary? <laughs>
0: I mean, that was it. I thought
1: that was <laughs> but that scary. Was, that, I'm saying up until oh, right before oh, that moment oh. started. Got it. I was like, come on. Sorry. And I'm... then it started and I went, fuck yeah I completely misunderstood <laughs> what you're saying
0: I love to have the scene ended what does he say where the guys are like you look like you've just seen a ghost and she's did you see it too yeah <laughs> <laughs> how so brilliant good. like that that I haven't heard that since <laughs> god that's such a brilliant like like she's too terrified to sort of like come up with a non-response she's like wait what yeah i loved that (laughs) so good things of that so that was all that worked for me or did not work for me was that one scene i had me down so things
1: things of note
0: this should be interesting
1: There's a lot, actually, of oh, just yeah. really cool shit. So I feel like you, you, sh- we can't get through all of it. There's so much. Well, let's just try to get through it. So read Roger Ebert's review, because there's a bunch of revealing stuff in there. But oh, awesome. Just, I'm surprised I didn't. Just um, the things for me, really, we kind of have touched on. Just the time that this was made and what was going on in the world. That's a huge thing. And when you put it in that context, it really does feel like it opens up a lot of interesting you know conversation and just like contemplation about like why they made certain choices and what they were speaking yeah. to
0: well that's what's exactly like i thought it was so interesting and a, a thing of note like what we said earlier how um that or like how you said the naivety on display with the characters mm-hmm. were for me i saw that in the attitude like we already said their attitude to her not being you know her having issues is is uh f- dated now and it's i think it's a, a it's a it's a positive thing to look how we've changed where back then he said and it was totally commonplace oh we just gotta fix the thing in your head that's wrong with you and then <laughs> all the problems will go away yep when now you'll hear um you know i've gotten a lot of help from seeing this you know psychiatrist i can recommend you you know it's still hard but it, uh, mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah. yeah oh it's real all of a sudden that we've
1: good Tr- we've treatment can work
0: yeah well, just as far as how we look at it, where the definition of what working means or not is like a positive <laughs> yeah, change. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Because
0: I think back then just reinforced whatever... It's not a clock. Was, yeah, whatever was damaging with the person <laughs> by saying, oh, you are wrong. We have to fix you. Right. What better way to reinforce those negative, self-destructive ways or tendencies?
1: Yeah. Um, so a couple cool little things, like, for example, um, the budget... Was, you know, pretty good for that time. It was 134000 But this motherfucker made $8 million in the box <laughs> office. Well, it
0: was interesting. It crushed yeah.
1: Citizen Kane, which came out the same year.
0: There were some... It was the Magnificent Andersons and other Erson Welles movies, I think, where they borrowed the staircase from that for this film. Like, the grand staircase oh, in sure, the apartment yeah. building. So, they were actually working on a budget a bit and sort of building things around. Yeah. Or how
1: pre-existing. I mean, walls. that's...
0: That's a-, a sleeper hit, right?
1: holy yeah. shit
0: <laughs> That's a bunch of money back then,
1: <laughs> yeah, and it kind of re um uh, what do you call it 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 re upped or revamped or no what am I trying to say it it, it got val Luton's career back back on board, yeah,
0: so yeah, we should i mean i I wanted to read up a lot more of these guys, and there's a whole I think it's like the history of Hollywood podcast on val Luton, but um. But uh, but yeah, what is his name? The director Jacques Jacques Tonner. Jacques Toier. like him and, him and Val, they had a relationship, a very productive relationship yeah. that I think lasted four films under RKO. but uh, I watched a little snippet from the, um, the, the interview that's on the that's on the Blu-ray. They, they only had a They're snippet cool. online. I couldn't watch the whole thing. Um, but it was interesting. yeah, it, the Jacques was describing himself. Well, he, first he was describing Val as like he's an idealist with his head in the clouds and like <laughs> is very imaginative. And then Jacques described himself, you know, this is that was him talking about the producer, Val. This is the director talking now, Jacques. He said, I'm, though, totally pragmatic. I'm a realist, which is actually funny saying it out loud now because you see that dichotomy in the yeah. film
1: itself. Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: but he said that them working together gave the films a, quote, like, sense of poetry that he lacked. So these films had a sense of poetry. But, like, I just looked at that more as, like, it's great when you have a producer coming with these sort of, like, head in the clouds, you know, ideas, and then a pragmatic direct- director to bring them down. Yeah, that's it's cool. It's really
1: neat. Um, I think it's cool that the, the next movie, I think it's the next movie they made, I'm almost certain. Is I walked with a zombie, you know, one of these early, along with White Zombie, like early zombie movies that were more about that like voodoo reanimation thing. Yeah, you know, coming off the tail end of uh, Dead and Buried. Dead and Buried, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, have their uh, their submission to that. But that, Jacques, Jacques
1: did some cool shit, man. I mean, he made a bunch of stuff.
0: Well, did you and you read, a lot of horror? Did you read about uh early what Val was doing? early on no
1: no where's that
0: um this was kind of funny um wait that this, this must have been i i was I oh, this was vowels of russian-american that's yeah cool. okay so i'm pretty sure this was in uh jeffrey o'brien's essay that's in the the criterion thing mm-hmm. um he said this better be that i didn't totally get this down he was talking about val luton and not jacques but i uh, pretty sure he said about Val, anyone poking into his earlier years would discover that he was also a poet of decadent tendencies, meaning a pornographer, the oh. author of a series of pulpy novels. Nice. So, you know, very risque, called like No Bed of Her Own, Where the Cobra Sings, A Laughing Woman. <laughs> oh my God, I want to read all <laughs> right? Published under a range of, and he published them under uh, different pseudonyms. So what Val said that I thought was funny and why this is just a fun, noteworthy thing, I thought was that when RKO tapped him to do to produce movies for the horror market. He joked that somebody had said he wrote horrible novels and the studio misinterpreted that as horror novels. So like, <laughs> Amazing. Oh yeah, you said he did a horror. No, they said horrible. Oh, oh whatever. Man, yeah. Just
1: fucking succeeding upward, you know, just fall <laughs> right up those stairs. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um I don't have really anything else. Just- to the super quick
0: ones, I like to end on. There was a sequel two years later oh. called Curse of the Cat People. <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, it apparently, doesn't have a lot to do with the original. It does have some of the, uh, the actors, like the two the two surviving leads and stuff. But they said as far as uh, type of horror, I guess it's not like a werecat cat person. I think mm-hmm. it's like her ghost coming back. Yeah, but okay. um, my favorite director is uh, Joe Dante. You know, just of the Burbs, which we mentioned. He said that the film's uh, this is the sequel. Curse of the Cat People," Joe Dante said, "had a disturbingly Disney-esque fairy tale qualities that have perplexed horror fans for decades, and the film's been utilized in college psychology courses. So they.
1: Oh, okay, cool.
0: <laughs> and then, um, and then last but not least, there was a 1982
1: remake. Yeah, that was the one directed thing I by thought.
0: Paul Schrader. I don't, Paul, re- don't recommend the um the female actors Natasha Kinski, who I'm sure was um, Irina yeah. and then uh, Annette O'Toole. I kind of recognize yeah. that name. But I do recognize the two male actors in it, of course, Malcolm McDowell and oh, John yeah. Hurd. Yep. So
1: there you go. I, pro- I don't know if I want to see it, but I kind there. of want to see it just to see what the hell they tried to do.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe we'll be talking about it for episode 132 of our show, <gasps> for all we know. Tim. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um great all right that's that's cat people from
1: 1942 Woo. yeah that was cool uh maybe re- i should change my recommend or my um not my recommendation. my what was the thing rate my How rating you rated it no i'm still a stream
0: yes yeah but but, but i'm it. a
1: stronger stream now <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, well, how about anything you could recommend renting to people? Meaning, do you have oh, a recommend
1: shin? Because we are recommend now. Oh, no. I can't remember what I watched the other day. It was good, too. Fuck. I, I started keeping a letterboxed account, you know, for what I've
0: watched. I had one forever ago, but I started one again. It's just like something to track. You a know, letterbox- you, you log your movie... When you watch it.
1: It's a website. Oh, fuck, so dude. I that. wish I had a comprehensive list of Letterboxd. everything I've ever watched. Start it now. Oh, my God. So many movies.
0: Um,
1: It was on Shudder. What the fuck was it? Damn it! Well, maybe you'll remember. I'll yeah, say mine. You say yours. I'll think mine.
0: I went in theaters to saw to go see one that I was kind of hoping we'd watch and talk about, but you did not seem interested. Which was
1: the new Gaspar No horror film climax. It's not that I'm not interested. It's just not something I feel like I want to see in the theater. That's all it is.
0: My recommendation is see this if you can see it in theaters because it was so such a cool <laughs> theater experience. It it has this like awesome awesome choreographed dance scene that starts it out and then it's kind of like what i've said in my my other recommendations movies that i respond to are ones where it's like the just the pacing and the structure of it it's just entirely just doesn't it's it's not it's not um fallen into any kind of common ways of of doing things you know it's so just doing in its own thing and when that is doing that successfully i get so drawn in so like the sort of rising tension that this film is 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 uh it worked wholly for me and was so, oh my God. And the music that's playing says like this house dance music, like seeing in theaters. Oh. So it's like okay. intense and All awesome. Right. Okay. I could be convinced visually like what it was doing, like cameras going upside down and stuff like for extended sequences. Oh my God. I, I, great. I recommend Dead Climax. Uh, I don't know if it will still be in theaters, but if you live in a big city, I'm sure there'll be repertory screenings in life. So, so go see
1: it. Yeah. Okay. I'll go see it. Yeah, so go see it, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I remember why I couldn't remember what my recommendation was. is because I turned on the thing that you had recommended, the Eli Roth. um, Oh, yeah, yeah, Masters. Masters of whatever it is. Um, And it's really good. I watched, I think, two or three. I think I watched three episodes. History of Horror. yeah. Yeah. But, and there's so many good things in there. Man, fuck, people need to go back to, this is not my recommendation, but, like, go back to Day of the Dead it's so fucking good. I have
0: seen and watched it since high school. I only watched it the once when Actually, we were going through Actually both. The I mean Dawn movies. of
1: the, the original Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead are just fucking awesome.
0: Are those your recommendations?
1: No. So, I opened Shutter to try and remember and came across a movie that is definitely a recommendation for right? me. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered I'd like forgotten i had seen this. And it's fucking awesome and trippy as fuck. But it's called Escape from Tomorrow.
0: Oh, yeah. The one shot in Disneyland, and yeah.
1: Disney World. Dude, it is good. I've never it's seen it. It's so weird and fucking amazing what this the group of people... I don't even know who the filmmakers were, but the, what they were able to pull off is fucking awesome. Yeah.
0: I mean, that was my reason for wanting to see it. I didn't think
1: it actually had any merit aside from that, but maybe... <laughs> Hey, you recommend it. Does. <laughs> it does. It's got some cool, weird-ass shit in it. So, yeah, that's mine. escape from tomorrow.
0: And, hey, it's on the shutter.
1: You know I'll check it out. Hell, yeah. I'd actually kind of want to watch it again. Cool.
0: That's a solid recommendation. That's then. right. Um. All right. Well, so what are we doing next week? Should we pull the hat?
1: Oh, what? I, what what's that noise? Oh, that is our skull bike bell, Tim. Why did that? It it's it it stopped me from
0: pulling from the hat. You know why? Because next week's episode will not be a hat pull film. <laughs> what? The skull means, Tim, that bell ring means we are going to see a new release film. Hey, now. Hey, now. New release film. And what is it, folks? Well, it is the month of March, the year 2019, and it means that Us is coming out, or has come <clears throat> so out. So excited. It comes out in real It will have come out when time. this episode's released in a week. Yeah, it comes it, out this Friday for us recording ooh, it. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, And it's looking hopeful. I don't want to say much about it. We're going to have our first guest to talk about Us With Us, which I'm excited about in addition
1: to seeing the film. Yeah, man, I'm super excited. I've avoided, like, everything around this movie. I don't want to know anything. I
0: know. There was a trailer on the other day, and I closed my eyes for it. I
1: think it was when I was seeing Climax. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm very excited.
0: Great. Well, where you can find Us, as in tim and i and dismembering horror not the film that we just talked about you can find us if you haven't already at dismemberinghorror.com. yeah there are links to our instagram our twitter all our of email you could email us your suggestions oh, yeah, that's true we would you love your suggestions
1: yeah you should do watch.
0: that yeah
1: yeah and just have a chat with us
0: mm-hmm. we're around yeah <laughs> you know and we never say this to tim because uh, i think it as because we're annoyed by it but I think every so often we should say if you happen to be listening could use your help write
1: us a review if oh, it's yeah. five stars it makes a huge <laughs> huge difference just to get we'll take more a four people out one, there but... you know like get just so people know we exist like it pushes us out there more yes. when you get a review and like you know if you like what you hear and you want you think other people should hear it that'll help us
0: if you're listening and you want to take the minute Well, it would mean a lot to us. Mm. So thank you. But you listening at all means you're hearing this right now, and that actually means more. So thank you very much for even hearing that request (laughs) in the
1: first place. Seriously.
0: Um, (laughs) Great. Right. That's it. Cool. See you guys next time. Yeah. Adios.